Popper and everybody. Welcome back to a girl and uh, her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Thursday. Thursday. I just realized something. What? Because we we just recorded the last episode. Did we talk about Korean fried cheese? No, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, oh. Did we? I don't know. I just, for some reason, the way we just went, woo, reminded me of the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> I was thinking about, wait, did we talk about the Korean fried cheese? I think we did. This guy and pancakes and whatever. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, by the way, I asked Amani and he liked them. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That could have been an ear, in real life IRL uh, conversation, but I'm not sure. But we made Korean fried cheese and it we was bomb. We made Korean fried cheese and it was great. And next yeah. month we're going to do... Oh, we did talk oh, about this. Oh, yes, we did. <gasps> we oh, my did. God. I can't excite... I'm, I can't excite it. I can't excite it. I just can't excite it. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. By the time you're listening to this, we just got back from our little... We're going on a little vacay, so you'll hear about it in the next episode. We're going to Montauk, a little girls trip. I'm really excited. Very excited. Ali and I are doing a surfing lesson. We've got reservations for Zenna. It's going to be fun. Woo! A little road trip it up. Woo! Get drunk. Sarah's making drink. that I'm not getting drunk face. Oh, it's just getting old, man. I, trust me, I, feel, I don't know how people drink multiple days in a row. I really don't. I mean, listen, it's girls' night. We've never done this, so this yeah. is going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And you love Montauk. Who doesn't love Montauk? Yeah, who doesn't love Montauk? Hey, Uzi. <laughs> Here we are. Yay! When, when we pre-record, we're like, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else to say now. Um, if you guys haven't already, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, two ninety nine a month, we appreciate it. Link down below. Oh, she's just, she's so good. Thanks. She's so good. Thanks. And if you want to send us an email like we're about to read today, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Look at her. G-A-H-M-I-L podcast If you have any requests. I fucking forgot. No. Asshole. Requests. She's going to do it this time. Oh my God. I literally We're talking about how we're so inconsistent with some things and like requests. And I miss her. I miss when she said that. I mean, she was like, don't worry. I know you'll remember. I have no faith in me anymore. I Fuck. have complete faith I in you. I just ruined it. Sorry. Damn it. You know what we're doing today? What are we doing? We're doing Inside Scoop. You know why? Because apparently you guys love them. If you're, if you're not familiar, we already did two parts on this. Basically, we had you guys email in about the secrets of where you used to work and like behind the scenes of like big chain restaurants and things like that. So that's what we're going to read today. And people love them. And you're coming back, and, and the messages we get, so... Hilarious. Here they are. Here we are, Inside Scoop Part 3. Okay. Go. Hey, ladies, listening right now, although I didn't... Wait, exposing previous workplace. Ooh. Okay. Hey, ladies, listening right now, and although I didn't work in food, I feel like this needs to be screamed from the rooftops. I worked at a store that sells essential oils in Canada, but I think there's also a few stores like that in the States. It's an essential oil store that also sells diffusers and other holistic health problems. Uh, Products? (laughs) You can have... distracted you. Just go in there and buy a health problem. (laughs) You're not going to take this, this, and that. (laughs) You know what? Today I'm feeling like having diabetes. (laughs) Wow. All about curing it, and I'm just ordering it up. Okay, sorry guys. I was originally hired full time. I still have the contract to prove it. But once I started, they only gave me three shifts a week. So I was basically struggling to make ends meet and needed to get a second job. That would have been fine if I wa- if it wasn't for the entire store bas- basically being a cult. Mm. When you get hired... They make you listen to their podcast and take an Enneagram test. No. A literal personality test. You had to formally announce what your Enneagram type is and what your wings are, and we would talk about it in depth every day. It was so culty and so toxic. The daily check-ins were also full of such toxic positivity. If there was anything less... If you were anything less than an eight, you would be pulled aside and give, they would give you some essential oils to, quote unquote, cure you and basically be told that you need to be at 100%. Oh, my God. Anyway, they found out I was quitting and fired me the same day I planned to give notice. I had a feeling 
Um, already the second I saw the manager and texted my boyfriend who had dropped me off to stay close by because I didn't think I'd be working my shift. Then, uh, they then got me to sign something that said, I wouldn't talk shit about the company online or a company review websites like Indeed or Glassdoor. If I signed it, I'd get a $400 severance pay. So I signed it. And I was on my way. I did get a lot of free stuff while working there, but now I feel like I can never support them knowing how shitty they treat their employees. I didn't submit anything online, but I've read other reviews, and it seems like this is a normal experience. No wonder why they've had such a quick turnaround. When I was a customer, the only people I saw there I'd recognize were always the managers. Guess I should have known. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Okay, love you. Bye. Wow. Wow is right. You're, like, you're in a nanogram test? <laughs> She's like, you need to go um, take some essential oils and cure yourself today because you're less than an eight. What? That is so culty. Was it like maybe like a spiritual store? Like they needed your energy to be right? Oh, my God. Like people that are like, I have one that will cure you this. I have one that will do this. I have one that will do this. But oh. Which like I get it. Like do you, boo. But like. Making somebody that works for you, like, what? Listen, just when she said that they offered me a $400 severance for not saying anything. Don't say that we suck. Oh, my God, that's so bad. That's so bad. Shit, I would have took that money, too. Be like, fuck you. I won't post it online, but I'll I'll email. I'll write it to Agamil. (laughs) I'll tell Agamil, though. But she never never said the name, so I, I respect you for not really, but I'm sure those who know, know, you know? Wow. Damn. So it is a thing. Damn. $400 did not write anything. <laughs> I would be like, Nabu, I'm writing all the reviews. <laughs> no, I would have took the $400 probably. Panera Secrets. Another Panera Secret. Panera. So I'm listening to the podcast right now, and I heard Alyssa say something about Panera Foods being frozen, and I actually used to work for Panera. I was a cashier, but I knew a lot about what was going on in the store. A lot of the food are not frozen, surprisingly. I know that we had bakers come in the store, come in after the store closed, and they would bake all the pastries that are usually in display fresh every single night. The only thing that we would carry the next day is cookies, and they could only be used for two days, then had to be thrown away slash donated. Other thing is all the fruits and stuff were fresh. Like someone had to come in, prep and cut all the fruits and stuff. Like a fresh pineapple would be diced up and put... What? Put in the walk-in. Put in the walk-in? Mm-hmm. What is that? Walk-in freezer? Oh. Refrigerator? Oh, oh, oh. The chicken would be cut up and shredded fresh, as well as things like the lemons they would keep out at the drink stations. Those were fresh as well. I just read that again. They were also cut fresh and placed in the walk-in until used. Another thing is the coffee is always fresh. Well, at least the store that I worked in. When I was a cashier, we had to make sure that the coffee was dumped out and brewed fresh every single hour on the dot. So if you ever want to know if your coffee is fresh, just lift up the sign over the coffee and it should have the time of when the coffee was changed written on it and ask for fresh coffee. We have to brew a fresh pot every time. And a Panera secret is at close, we always bag up our leftover bagels and pastries and throw them away. We donate on certain days of the week. So if you come in right before close, you can ask for the pastries since they've been, they're being thrown away. We can literally and can literally walk out with bags of food. Only works for bagels and pastries. Overall, Panera is a wonderful company with fresh food, and they're so cleanly, and they treat their employees amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend one of my favorite jobs ever. Okay, love you, bye. Wow. Okay. That was very positive. I am surprised. It could be just her location, though, maybe. Could be. I don't know. That's very interesting that they come and make the pastries fresh. I would have never guessed that. She said they baked them every night. So they could be... Already pre... Pre-done and then just baked off, which, Mm. you know... The bakers come in. They would bake all the pastries. Huh. It's interesting the way it that is. it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I don't get it. Like me and Zane were at dinner last night talking about it and we were like, oh, like if we made and we were talking about like we always talk about like random businesses that we would ever start. And we're like, oh, if we made like a club slash restaurant slash hangout 
slash like something like that. I'm like, we would be so dope. He's like, it would, but you know how much work that is to make sure you have supplies for everything. And like, oh my God, like having a restaurant, damn, damn. I would never. Having a bagel store is difficult uh, enough. Difficult I can't enough, even yeah. imagine. Wow. Can't even imagine. I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm also not that surprised because I think Panera's food is really good. Mm. Like I think their stuff always tastes good. So interesting very interesting thank you because we've gotten a couple that were not so positive so it's nice right. to always see the positive yeah you know yeah okay hello ladies this is my first time writing in love the podcast and i hope you both are doing well and thriving so to make a long story short eight years ago i used to work at a daycare and it was a nightmare this one employee's daughter was one at the time and she would bite all of the other kids <laughs> The one time she bit like three kid, three different kids in the span of two hours. So I picked her up and went to put her in the high chair because I didn't know what to do with her. She bent down and bit my arm three different times. My assistant director asked, well, why would you not let her go? Or why would you let her to bite you? What was I supposed to do? Just drop her into the, the high chair and risk hurting her? Then at one point, she was considered an older one-year-old, and there was a younger one-year-old that had just moved up to her room. She was a bit... She bit this little girl so hard in the face that she had very deep marks. My assistant director made me call the parent and explain what had happened and why she wasn't being supervised properly. As a young 19-year-old girl, I was so afraid, but because of because she was an employee's daughter, she had never been kicked out of the daycare, and her bites were often hidden if they didn't leave marks on the other children. Oh, my. No. That's horrible. My boss would have us in tears if something happened under our watch because the little girl was so aggressive. She was often moved up to an older category to play with other kids another example this mother brought her son in and laid them down to sleep in early morning while the other kids were playing this little boy usually came in around nap time and never slept and kept the other kids up so i went to the teacher in the other room never leaving my kids unattended and asked her if she wanted to stay if she wanted to him to stay asleep the little girl came in and bit another child and because they were Cameras, my boss called me into her office screaming at me, calling me racist because the mother and the other son were of a different race and I may have insulted their culture by asking the other teacher if he could stay, if he should try to stay awake. At the time, I was making seven thirty-five an hour and being verbally abused. It made complete. It made me completely change my major in school and never want to do <gasps> childcare again. By the time that I left this place, this little girl had bitten other kids and teachers over thirty-five times that I have noticed or heard about in my state. You're you're allowed to have one teacher for five one-year-olds at a time. It's madness and has completely ruined my possibility of putting kids in my in daycare. Sorry if this email was long and all over the place. I could write a book about how much information I have about the things they hide from the parents. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I apologize for the lengthy email. I appreciate you two so much. You make my drive to work bearable. Fuck that place. It sucks because, like, some people, they have no choice. Like, they have to put their kids in a daycare. And, like, that's such a scary thing to do nowadays. The fact that they're hiding things from the parents. Because it's the employee's child. I mean, if the mark, if if the bite doesn't leave deep enough marks, they don't even tell. Does the parents not know that she does that? Damn. They have to know because it's an employee's kid. Who gets away with it. Yeah, your child some help. She's biting people. It's attention. It's an attention thing. Right, 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 you right. Know? That poor... All that, those people that were affected by it. That's yeah, terrible. full circle hot mess. But look at her. I mean, she's literally changing her career, her, her life path <gasps> because of this mm-hmm. experience. I, I, I get it. I would too. And she's like, I'm never going to put my kids in childcare. Yeah. Like, it, it, no. it messed her up. It, yeah. it messed her up. And I don't blame you. I mean, you not... Every place, obviously, is going to have this situation. But now that you know that it could possibly, it's like, I don't want to possibly expose my child to this. It's so scary because not everybody has the privilege to be able to not have to put their kids in a daycare or something like that. Like, a lot of people have to, you know? And, like, it's a scary thing to do. Sucks. But it's amazing that you have the choice that you don't have to after seeing what you've been through. Like, damn straight, you won't. Hell no. I would even be scared to, like, people leave their dog in, like, <clears throat> in, like, uh, 
you know, like the oh, hotels like the and stuff. Oh. But I saw a girl that I follow on Instagram recently. So she had, sorry, this is like not really related, but it's no, dogs. No, it is. It's, it's dogs. The, it's, yeah, it's the same. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So she had like a bulldog and then like a smaller terrier or something like that. And they just don't get along. Like at home, she's like, we keep them separate. She's like, we just know that they don't get along. My bulldog is really old and whatever. He like has tried to attack her. So now we just keep them separate. It works for us. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And so when she dropped, she's like, we've taken them to this place like over and over again. Like this was a good place. And... So she, um, when she's like, when we got there, we told them, listen, like they don't get along, please keep them separate. Like they made it very clear. And like, obviously these places have to like abide by, Mm -hmm. you're paying them. They have Mm -hmm. to abide by what you're saying. They didn't. The bulldog attacked the smaller dog. And when they got there, she's like, you know, they downplayed it a lot. And they're like, listen, don't worry. We'll take care of it. He needed a little bit of stitches. He got a bite. Da da da. Don't worry. We won't let make you pay for anything. She when she put up a picture of the dog on her Instagram story when she got that dog back, it was fucked up, like fucked up, like huge thing here, huge thing here, like needed so many stitches, had to wear a cone for so long, like they fucked up her dog, and like I don't trust that shit because they have so many dogs there, like they have so many kids at the daycare, and it's like you give them special instructions, like. You don't know if it's really going to be followed. And that, like they said, my dog is aggressive with her. He's fine with other dogs, but he's aggressive with our dog. So please keep them separate. Wow. Wow. Oh, we're not going to charge you. Well, gee, I fucking hope not. Uh, Really? I hope not. Wow. God forbid. But that's putting it in a a human, you know, like. Literally biting. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. And I don't know what state she's in, but one child to five one-year-olds, one, sorry, one that's teacher to five one-year-olds is definitely not, not enough. enough. It should at least be uh, one in an eight, if one, not one in two eights or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Totally. Ridiculous. I'm so sorry. But it's scary, like, things like that. Or even, like, I would never put my animals, like, on a plane. Like, you hear the horror stories that, like, the animal passes away or something. Or what happened a few years ago where a dog was at the daycare and drowned in the pool? Why are you not watching my dog? I'm paying you to watch my dog. If you don't have enough employees, then don't take that many dogs. Mm-hmm. That's it's like they it overstuff and want to make money, the money. And then you can't watch, you know? It's all about I'd be money, like, fuck the law. We need more people to watch yeah, these kids. Absolutely. Uh, and so the fact, I don't yeah. trust I don't trust mm. any of that shit. That's so sorry. Uh, that's so sad. It is. So sad. It I mean, both really of sad. these stories between the kid that was biting everybody and getting away with it, nothing happening, and literally changing this poor girl's entire life path because mm-hmm. of her experiences there. I mean, that's just so shitty. And um maybe I, I mean, listen, I don't know because I, I contradict myself because it's like, well, what can one person do? But one person absolutely could have change. Your mm-hmm. voice can make change mm-hmm. and maybe go speak to a local person about yeah. the, not necessarily outing them. You maybe just, just like try to up. change a law, like mm. maybe have like it be a teacher and an aide because that's a lot. Yeah. Like just from your experience, this is what I witnessed and having one person be responsible for five one-year-olds, mm-hmm. that's it's not enough. That's not enough. So maybe go to your local people and see mm-hmm. if maybe something can be changed yeah. before something more serious could possibly happen, right. you know? Yeah, you don't have to necessarily out them, which, I don't know, I feel like you should because they're not being truthful with the parents of the children that they're watching. But, yeah, something along the lines of, like, listen, I worked at this daycare and— um, I couldn't handle five one-year-olds at once. I really think that it should change. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard too because also like these places like could have five-star reviews, but like one person fucks up and you're fucked. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in like the dog scenario or whatever. Right. 
And she said she had used that place before and it was always fine. Yeah. So it was just like one person who didn't listen, who put <sighs> them together. Yeah. But, I mean, shit you happens. Just, you just, mistakes you, happen, but you just but, never know. And, and but... Don't be in something. Don't be in something that's so. Um, what, the, what the hell am I trying to say? This, like, sure, mistakes happen, but if you're going to have a child's life in your hands or a pet's life in your hands, if you can't handle it, go into some other sort of business, right? You know, yeah. I and, think they over they overcrowd and. Okay, granted, if the law is only one teacher for five one-year-olds, then you know what? If I was the owner of that and saw that this one child was going around biting everybody and uh, saw the duress of all these people who are watching these kids, I don't care what the rule or the law is. I would add an extra person in there. You know, but it's the almighty dollar. Or don't take as many children. Right. Yeah. If the rule is one to five, then you know what? Do one to three. Yeah. You know, exactly. you can. Sorry, we're full. Yeah. yeah. Do something that makes, if you're doing it for a child or for a pet or something like that, do what you can actually control. Just because they say you can have 10 dogs in your kennel, you don't need it if you can't handle them. Mm-hmm. Do what you can handle, mm-hmm. you know, within the law, obviously. Yeah. Damn. I know it's scary, right? I'm sorry for you. That's And at 19 years old, that's like fucked her up. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's gonna be like, like she said, I am never put my child in daycare. No. Like, and like mistakes happen. Like a kid falls, scrapes his knee, whatever. Sure. Like kids, things happen. This is a repeated behavior from this little girl that is not being treated. It's being lied about to the parents. Like in my opinion, I think it needs to be said. That, I think that employee employee needs to go. Uh yeah, but I think that, yeah, like some higher up or something needs to know yeah. child services or something because that's. You're you're somebody's biting my kid and I don't know about it. If I find out, break skin. If I find out, it's gonna be a fucking big problem. Yeah, you're probably getting sued. If my kid was in a daycare, they're getting bit, and then you're not telling me. (laughs) You're probably getting sued. I'll be honest. So I think it's a big deal. I I think it's a big deal. I think. You're better off being like, listen, we have this little girl, you know, I just want you to know, like, she's very misbehaved. We're trying to, but she, she did bite your, bite your kid today. We made sure that they were okay. There was no broken skin. Like, be honest with the parents. Not cover it up because there's no teeth marks left. (laughs) Ah, that would make me fucking angry. Ready? You ready, ma'am? Dirty little secrets. Oh. Of what? Of what? Hi, listen, Jerry. Though I haven't worked at a corporate restaurant, I have two disgusting stories about when I worked at a local pizzeria. Oh, God. To start, my boss, who was the owner's wife, is extremely frugal and hated when we would give extra of anything and would go as far as trying to... As trying to... Food that customers sent back to see if they were lying about it. Oh, trying the food that customers sent back to see if they were lying about it, tasting bad or not. Which, of course, to her, they were always lying, and the food was always fine. (laughs) So one day, when I first started, I was getting a frozen dessert for my table, which was a peanut butter cheesecake that needed to be microwaved, since it was frozen in a box. I accidentally broke it off from the other two pieces too hard and dropped it off on the floor. She happened to walk by a second after it happened and yelled, Why is there a peanut butter cheesecake slice in the trash? I was new, so I wasn't afraid to own up to it, and I told her I dropped it, so I didn't want to serve something on the floor and threw it away. And she responded with, Well, they'd never know, but if it helps your conscience, you could have just cut the side that was on the floor off. So she took it out of the trash, cut the side off, and made me serve peanut butter cheesecake, which was now not only on the floor but in the trash as well. Then, the next day, I had served my table fried calamari, which we served with lemon slices on top of the calamari. They didn't use the lemons, so when I brought back the basket, I threw the paper from the basket out with the lemons on top. What do you know? She happened to walk by again and yell about perfectly fine lemons being in the trash. I was scared from what happened the day before, so I never said anything. And she took the lemons out and threw them back into the container of lemon slices for people who ordered water with lemon. Needless to say, this was one of the most toxic work environments I have worked in. And I am so glad that after five years working for them, I'm finally free and working as a freelance photographer and graphic designer. 
I'm sorry, but you need to expose them. <gasps> I'm sorry, but absolutely. my water tastes like calamari. I would absolutely, one billion percent, have exposed them. Because that is major. First of all, cross-contamination. You're talking about something that was on fucking fried fish. Now you're putting in somebody's ice water. Talk about cross-contamination. Fucking taking something out of the garbage, slicing the end off, and then serving it. It's a piece of cheesecake. Throw it out. Fucking. (gasps) That's disgusting. (sighs) You know what's nasty is like, this shit happens all the time. We just don't know it. (laughs) Know what I mean? Like at restaurants, like we don't know if the lemon was on the floor. We don't know what happened to the cheesecake. It's true. We don't. And sometimes not knowing is the best. Exactly. That's the risk you put up when you go to a restaurant. Oh, my gosh. That would piss me off. You worked there for five years, Ooh, too. How did you How are it? you that stingy that you need to take two lemon wedges out of the fucking garbage? Lemon wedges. It's a lemon. We're not talking about caviar here. We're talking about lemons. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Sorry. It has to do with lemons, ironically. Um, I knew this gentleman who, he used to be a customer at a place I used to work, Mm -hmm. and he owned a pizzeria. And he used to own like a very high-end, upper-class, kind of like Italian restaurant. And everybody in the neighborhood used to rave about how immaculate and how incredible his restaurant was. And everything was great and great and sad he closed it and wish he never did and all this stuff, right? So one day he tells me the reason why he closed the restaurant. And the reason he closed his restaurant is he said he got fed up because... (laughs) um, Just the economy, it, it was struggling and... People would order water and they would want lemon with their water. And (laughs) he said that he would, that's the reason why he winded up closing the doors. He said because people were not ordering the wine anymore. They weren't ordering drinks, but they wanted water, but they'd want lemon. And he said it really put him over the top. So he literally closed his entire restaurant over lemons. Because water is free, but he had to give the lemons free. Because he would have to give the lemons, but they wouldn't order. And they weren't ordering the appetizers. And they weren't, yeah, like it suffered with the economy. But he says the fact that they would always want a lemon. He goes, you should piss me off. (laughs) So I guess the almighty lemon has a lot of power. (laughs) Lemons are not expensive, though. <clears throat> but for a free glass of water, I guess it is, it is right? But a slice. I like, mean, come on. Like, you could get so many slices out of a lemon. <laughs> the drama. Like, I can't. Yeah, well, that man was just completely full of drama. Well, yeah. But, yeah, and the fact that he winded up closing a very successful business. I mean, granted, it was so many reasons. financial. Yeah. Like, it, it was just a, a tough time for the economy, and he was struggling. But yeah. that was, he said, that was the icing on the cake for me. I had mm-hmm. to. He goes, I threw in the towel over a lemon. <laughs> Wait, so like here's the thing right if it was on the floor and she was like cut the piece off that's terrible but to go a step further and be like take it out of the trash like if she saw it in the trash she should be like listen next time you can like cut the side off but like now it's in the trash so I'm not gonna take it out but like she dead ass went in the trash <laughs> either way it's h- horrible but like that's a low that's a that's a low low to That's take it disgusting. out of the trash. That needs to be reported. And the, the lemon that was on top of fish? You're now serving it in ice glass water. You uh, don't know if somebody licked that lemon? You don't know. Just because it's not squeezed doesn't mean that they didn't, didn't do anything. Somebody didn't lick it or touch it with their fingers and move it around. That's what I'm saying. That's disgusting. It is. That's health code violation. Yeah. Major I mean, health code it, violation. It is food waste, but like that's the restaurant business. Like people waste food. You then know? you know what? Don't serve it with a lemon. And then if people want a, sli- a side, side of lemon, ask them, let right. them ask for it. Or would you like lemon with your calamari? Yeah, That really bothers you when people throw out the calamari. Does she save it if people don't eat their whole piece of pizza? Like Chuck E. Oh. Cheese? Remember? Uh, oh, God. When Chuck E. Cheese, when they put the pieces together, apparently. Mm. That's crazy. That's horrible. That's disgusting. Maybe you could send this. Well, I guess what are the chances you, of us being somewhere near us? I know, right? Imagine. <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, we are on Long Island. We have, like, probably the most pizzerias ever, besides Italy, I guess. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, imagine, like, do you think sushi places, because a lot of people don't eat the wasabi and ginger, do you think they keep it? <laughs> Little hawks of wasabi. Is wasabi expensive? I don't know. I don't know either. 
Um, I never eat it, but I should start asking for none of it. Yeah. See, and I eat the ginger. Actually, I eat. Sometimes I'll have a piece of ginger. Like Aliyah will give me her ginger too, and I go through both. My sister too. Both of the gingers. I love it. Yeah. Um, The wasabi. No, I I don't. Every now and then, I'll just like touch my chopstick and mix Mm -hmm. it with the soy sauce, but usually not. So you're right. Like the. Just ask for none because it is wasteful. It is. I know. You know know what the thing is? This is going to sound so dumb and like a dumb excuse. You like the way it likes. What? You like the way it looks. No. Uh, (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) It's not because of that. It's because usually when we go out to sushi, I'm eating with Zane and he already has to ask for no sesame seeds. And I don't want to ask for too much and like risk Zane having an allergic reaction. I would rather waste some wasabi. Some wasabi. Gotcha. Because I don't want them to get confused and be like, wait, is it an allergy? Do they know need sesame seeds? And then they'll mess up my sushi and not put anything in my sushi. So I just like try to keep it plain and simple. You're looking up how much wasabi is? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why wouldn't I? Come on, Liz. Mm-hmm. It's probably not expensive. What even is it? It's like a paste of some sort. Is wasabi like a, a nut? Uh, no, it is a root. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a root, and, um, a sushi chef in central Tokyo goes through a root a day. In doing so, he spends over $700 a month on wasabi. A root a day? That's not that expensive. That was also in Tokyo. Let's see. Hmm. Like, how much... Uh, $160 a kilogram. How big is that? A kilo is what, two point something pounds? Oh. So $160 for two pounds of it? That's a lot of fucking oh, that money. Is expensive. <gasps> yeah, but they give you what? A quarter of an ounce? Less? But it's all going in the garbage. That's true. That's all. At wholesale. It's much like gold. Oh, I see. Wasabi is one of the most lucrative plants on the planet. Because of its price, the wasabi that you're used to is probably just a mixture of horseradish, coloring, and sweetener. (laughs) So it's fake wasabi, probably. Wasabi is known for being the hardest plant to grow commercially in the world. It can be found naturally growing along Japanese mountains. That is a strict set of conditions that it needs to thrive. So it's probably fake. Wait, Japan has invented that cheap... uh a cheaper imitation wasabi for its own market before there was any demand for it abroad. It's not only in the U.S. Even in Japan, the fake wasabi condiment is more common. Yeah, look. Japan, outside of Japan, real wasabi is difficult to find. Japan has invented the cheaper imitation wasabi for its own market before there was any demand for it abroad. Ah. Why is wasabi in the U.S. not real wasabi? <gasps> Most sushi restaurants don't use real wasabi because it's very expensive, around $200 per kilogram, and it can be hard to find and purchase. So we can keep throwing the wasabi out. So they, they have a, um, a powder. Wow. Okay, so we're not that bad. Okay, so we're going to keep throwing it out because it's, it's fake. probably super cheap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Wow. I'm sure if you go to, like, one of those, like... One of those ones I saw on that show. What was that show? Uh, to the, um, I don't know. There was a show I watched, and it was very interesting about like, like say two hundred dollars sushi or like ten dollars oh, sushi. I remember. What was that show? It was I don't so good, but I remember. Called. I bet you one of those have like true wasabi, like that one right. that was like five hundred dollar plate yeah, for yeah. sushi. I'm sure that's real wasabi. I, I never hope. knew that. That's so interesting. I'm glad I googled it. <laughs> it's fake wasabi. Wow. That Mofo. is really really interesting. I feel duped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna demand real Wait. wasabi. They're like, okay, well, your nine dollar roll is now gonna be like twenty nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> just that little piece of wasabi. Wow. Interesting. I never, ever knew that. Wow. And we found that out. Not even by somebody spilling the gut, the beans. Yeah. We did it ourselves. We went from calamari to wasabi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How about some car dealership secrets? Okay. Toxic men everywhere. Mm. 
What's poppin', ladies? I just listened to the recent episode about secrets at the workplace and brought back so many memories. So let's get into it. My first job was at a shoe store my freshman year of college. I worked there for about two years. I decided to quit, got a job as a receptionist at Toyota. This was honestly the most toxic environment I have ever worked in. First things first, my bosses were two women. They made it very clear from the start that I needed to look hot. Oh. Not professional, not office appropriate. I'm talking hot. I need to have my nails done. Oh my God, sorry. She put pictures in her baby. She's the cutest baby I've ever seen. Oh, well, I look at I that baby. Hold on. Oh my God. Oh. She is a mini you. And she has your husband's eyes. Oh, you guys. I love oh, the bunny. His, his eyes are brown. Sorry. Her eyes are so blue. Absolutely. Oh, Beautiful. I love her. I love your daughter. Can sorry. we have her? Okay. Oh we love your daughter. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Alyssa was rude and interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize on my behalf. Okay. Um, uh, I needed to have my nails done. At all time, I had to have my hair and makeup done. They tried to convince me to get fake tans, and I always had to wear heels. I couldn't even wear office-appropriate flats. It was like they were trying to make me look like a high-end hooker. I was only 19 at this time, so it made me look and feel like that girl. I had a car salesman constantly coming over to my desk asking me things, things for them that were clearly not my job because I was... The girl at the desk. So they felt they could tell me to do whatever. One of them was having an affair with another girl I worked with at the desk. And even though she had a boyfriend and two kids, <gasps> they would go out to bars with the same with the other salesmen. And I just felt like they weren't doing anything and just act like they weren't doing anything wrong. It was so weird. The guys were po- constantly sleeping with any girls that worked there. Even oh. the girl that worked at the coffee cart was sleeping with some of them. Oh, my God. Uh, it felt like they were just all passing each other around. I mean, listen, the single ones, who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, that's just, mm, Not yeah, it's your ones. turn today, yeah. Uh, sometimes on my lunch breaks, I would get food at the cafe, and I would just have the creepy old guys that I've never met before buy me lunch, even though I insisted... I didn't need them to, that I could buy my own lunch. And let me tell you, it wasn't just a nice gesture. A gesture. It's like they'd be in front of me in line, look back at me, smile, and say some weird shit about how pretty, how a pretty girl like me shouldn't have to pay for my lunch. The woman, the woman I mean, that worked there. You're right. <laughs> I should go ahead. Just take advantage of that situation. I'm just kidding. Um, the woman that worked there were just as bad. When I quit, I went to have a conversation with my two bosses. I explained to them that I was quitting because I didn't work. It didn't work with my school schedule, and my boyfriend at the time, now husband, and I were planning on getting married, and I would have to move across the country to be with him. I needed a job that was more flexible with my hectic lifestyle and didn't necessarily care if I left in a few months. Months. Sorry. This job was just not right, the right fit, and I knew they needed a more solid person. They proceeded to tell me I was making a huge mistake by leaving and trust, loving and trusting a man enough to marry him and move with him. What? Even though we had been to, together for six years at that point, they <laughs> told me that I shouldn't move my school around this job instead of... That wait, sorry. They told me that I should have moved my school around this job instead of focusing on my education and working when I could, and then gave me a huge lecture on how I was so young and I could possibly what could I possibly know what I actually what I actually wanted in life. Wow. After that conversation I ran I ran into the HR that hired me and told her everything that happened. She told me that the way they acted was completely unprofessional and I should have walked then and there. But I'm glad I'm not that kind of person. I finished my two weeks and never looked back. My husband and I have been together for eight years, married for two, have a one-year-old daughter. You guys are truly a blessing in my life. I hope to. I hope you continue to do this because you are meant to. Here are some pictures of my family. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my. They're like, you, you don't, why would you trust a man? But you should trust us. <laughs> Literally. 
How about like don't dress like office appropriate. Just you just gotta look hot. Yeah, like there's a difference between like obviously you don't want somebody showing up at a professional setting with like a rat's nest in their hair and no brushed teeth. Obviously, like you want them showing up professional. That's like a normal job thing. Office professional, not hooker. Not yeah, like office professional. Like hey, don't show up with like you know. We don't want you to come to work and like looking like a high end hooker. Yeah. (laughs) Or that you just rolled out of bed. So somewhere in between. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere in between. No, this one, they're like, yes, we want you to look like that high end hooker. Wait. Like, there's a difference. Like, we would appreciate if you could possibly wear your hair down and maybe have a manicure. Like, that would be nice. Getting a fake tan, like, they want you to get a tan. That's ridiculous. And you have to wear, I mean, Listen, jobs have uniforms. Some jobs make you wear heels. Like, I get it. (laughs) But the way it was described to you, it's not like, hey, can you show up looking professional? Like, we would appreciate it if X, Y, and Z. That's a different story. That's totally. Totally different. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, Liz, look at the next one. What? I worked at a sushi place. Maybe we're going to find out about wasabi. (laughs) Let's see. Well, I love how this girl, too, outed that it was Toyota. Fuck Toyota. She's Just kidding. Just Toyota. fuck that dealership. That location. Yes. That we don't know what it is, but it's fine. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're out of there. I'm glad you moved with the man that you shouldn't be trusting and now have a baby with him and it's the cutest baby I've ever seen in my life. So, like, you're winning at life, so don't worry about them. <laughs> I worked at a sushi place. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. Hi, ladies. When you mentioned the idea of people telling their stories at the workplace, I knew I had to tell you mine. A few years ago, I worked at a sushi place. And I have to say, it wasn't as bad as you might think. Why would we think that was I bad? Don't know. Oh. Because they serve fake wasabi. <laughs> well, I guess working at a sushi place automatically. I, I mean, oh, as soon as she said sushi place, like I was like, like, ooh. Fish? Like, immediately. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, I guess, I don't know. I guess I expected it to be bad. Mm. Okay. I don't know. But one thing that I can say is, I o- is always try to stick to the menu. Mistakes are usually made when an order is changed, especially when some when it's taking something off. Like the sesame <gasps> seeds? Wow. We always took allergies serious, so we would start a whole new dish. But I remember very clearly one time someone ordered teriyaki salmon, but with no teriyaki sauce. The chef was that was preparing it forgot to not add the sauce and grabbed the piece of salmon with his hand and just washed it under the sink and served it. I guess it's not awful, but I thought that it was weird. This is a very common thing that they would either wash something off or just grab it from the already served plate and send it back out. Anyways, that's my story. Keep being awesome and making the best content out there. Also, thank you for your advice with my sister-in-law. I have to say I tried it and it worked for a while, but then things got more complicated and now we don't talk to each other. Love you guys. I don't remember who it was, though. We would have to go back. Well, we're but glad you, someone yeah. helped. Yeah. And wow. When, when you're talking an allergy... That, that already probably seeped into the salmon, no? Yes. Like it absorbs it. Yes. Oh. Yikes. I But I agree, though. Mistakes are usually made when orders change. Sometimes, like, just to make it easy, if um, maybe if we feel like the language barrier is a little strong and Zane will say no sesame, we'll just say for everything that we order. Right. So, like, even my food, just so that there's no mistakes. No sesame on anything. Yeah. And sometimes, like, they'll change things. Like, they won't put, like, the spicy mayo in, like, the thing because maybe— But, like, Zane has had spicy mayo, but they're, like— the Mistakes usually happen where, like, they'll just give Zane— He gets, like, spicy tuna rolls. They'll just give him, like, mashed tuna instead of, like, mashed with the mayo or something. So sometimes, I guess they're, like, extra careful. Mm. And then it, like, results in mistakes, maybe. Gotcha. But I prefer to just have no sesame on his food because I want mine to be how I usually order it. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the sesame seeds on the outside. Those don't really, like, change anything for mm-hmm. me. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, I agree. That's wow. exactly kind of what you were saying, right? Like, that's when mistakes are made. Yeah. That's why you do that with, like, Zane. Like, just because when we were talking about the wasabi, yeah. you're like, I'm afraid to say no wasabi because I don't want them to forget about the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this girl just said. Right, 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 so. right. Which mistakes happen in every restaurant. I'm more saying like, usually there is, tends to be a language barrier and sometimes it gets kind of confusing and lost. So you try to keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, work stories times two. 
Uh, I worked in a health insurance company for a few years in customer service, and one time we had someone call in asking if there could be any way for her husband to see her pharmacy claim because there were they were on the same plan. I told her that wouldn't be that he wouldn't be able to unless he had an online account that he knew her login information. She was fine with the response and ended the call. After she hung up, I of course got super curious and looked at her pharmacy claims to see medication on there, recently filed, and I go to the doctor, Google the name of the medication, and see it's used to treat an STD. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's, so, a, that's a TikTok. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, uh, no, See, no, that's no, why no. Alyssa should read these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's messed up. Hmm. Wonder how he got an STD. Hmm. Uh, more tea. Same place, different story. Um... A local pain management doctor was on the news for writing pain med scripts for past and present patients. Some weren't even alive anymore. Nothing else was posted on the article, and some of us knew, sorry, on the article, so none of us knew anything more. But a few weeks later, his wife called us because they ironically had insurance through us and was inquiring about substance abuse coverage for her husband that wasn't in the area. Turns out he was using the pills for himself. <gasps> Yikesy. Oh, boy. I think picking up prescriptions is too easy. I feel like we should have to show ID. Like, I could go in and pick up my mom's prescription if I know her last name and her date of birth. Mm. And her phone number, I guess, because now they make you put in your last four of your phone number. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you have to confirm your address out loud. But I feel like that's basic information that, like, like, somebody can pick up a prescription for somebody else. Like, unless you're a kid and your parent has to get it, then I feel like, then that's fine. But I don't know. I feel like maybe people over 18 should, like, have to get it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, show an ID. I wonder if, like, if it was a controlled substance sort of thing, if you'd be able to pick More up. strict. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. if I had a prescription for, like, Oxy, if, uh-huh. if after my surgery, if I asked you to go pick it up, if you'd be able to, if mm-hmm. I gave you all that information. Right, right, Like, right. that would be something that... No. See, I when I had to pick up those type of medicines, uh-huh. I would have to show my ID. Oh, okay. I'm just because picking it's up, like, random shit. Because it's a controlled substance. So oh, at least there's that protection. Got you, yeah. But how did that work around in that case? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's different states, different laws. Right, 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 right. But right. that's crazy. Interesting. That is so crazy. Wow. So doctors, insur- I mean, that doctor, between insurance for it, med- he's going to get so messed up everywhere. Between, like, the med- um, drug... What am I trying to say, Alyssa? I don't know. Like the pharmaceutical. <laughs> like he has fraud everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, between yeah. writing scripts for dead people, filling them at pharmacies. That means he had pharmacies working in collaboration with him. <gasps> oh, my God. That's crazy. It's the black market. Jesus. Money laundering. That's why there's so many fucking what is, sleepies. What sleepies? are they called now? Mattress. Mattress works. Mattress firm. Mattress firm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm excited for this one. My friend works at Old Navy. <laughs> ask her if it's true. The truth of Old Navy. What's poppin'? Listen, Jerry, I want to start off by saying this is my first ever email to y'all. Hmm. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. You both are beautiful ladies, and I look forward to every episode. Thank you. I want to apologize in advance because it's more of a story time slash truth be told rather than secrets. Okay. I worked at my Old Navy, at Old Navy. Her Old Navy. Navy. (laughs) I worked at Old Navy for five years through all levels. Started out as an associate and worked my way all the way up to assistant manager. This company is honestly not the best company to work for. I'll spare all the little details, but my overall beef with them is the fact that they don't care for their employees like they they preach to the public. I was the hiring manager at one point, and I couldn't even keep staff on. It was so bad. What grinds my gears is that one of the managers worked there for 10 years and refused to give her raises because it wasn't, quote, in budget, and her position wasn't, quote, important. Mm -hmm. I sadly had to leave because it got too toxic, and I was actually bullied out by my general manager. I took this up to HR many times, but they didn't even care to listen to me or the problem. Old Navy, just like many other retailers, doesn't let their employees stop people from stealing, so I can't tell you how many times I witnessed some crazy shit. So in simple terms... People can take buggies full of whatever they want, and we can't do anything about it. I'll attach a video of one of my favorite moments. Am I allowed to share this? Probably not. Do I care? Not at all. Just like some of the other emails you read, we do just have to, quote, throw 
we have to throw, quote, damaged product away. They actually made us cut and destroy the damaged item so people can't dumpster dive for it. They To make things even more disappointing, they would also send out these messages at least once a month telling us to pull a style from the sales floor and gave no reasoning why. We were then supposed to destroy it and toss it. There was seriously never anything wrong with these items. So, well, your girl took most of them, took them most of the time. Like, sorry, why should it be wasted? Another moment... Another messed up moment was this homeless man, clearly on drugs, hid in my bathroom before closing, talking to himself. Mind you, I was the only manager on duty. I eventually heard him saying, I'm going to shoot this place up. (gasps) I immediately called the cops because obviously what else would you do? Well, apparently this is not okay. And I got in super trouble and needed approval from loss prevention before doing so. Like, um, excuse me, what? Sorry, this is long. I felt like everyone should know. Not all companies who seem amazing aren't sometimes. I've attached pictures of me and my boyfriend and of course our fur babies. Okay, love you. Bye. Wait, so she's supposed to contact loss prevention and saying there's somebody in the store saying I'm going to shoot the place up. up. Do I have your permission to call the cops? Are you fucking kidding me? Old Navy. That's ridiculous. And this isn't even just a her location problem because she said like she went to HR and talked to like multiple big like higher ups and there were problems. Okay, let's see what this video is. It was somebody running out with a cart full of stuff and then the girl running behind him with more stuff in her hand. I do get that, though. Like, that is, a. I feel like, in my opinion, a good thing for companies to imply, like, because you never know who's crazy that's stealing something. Like, your safety is more important than the products that they're stealing. Mm-hmm. So, like, in my opinion, I, I feel like that's a good rule. Because, <laughs> like, if I, like, when I worked as a cashier, I wouldn't want to have to go up like if it was like a thing like I had to go up to people that were stealing like I wouldn't want to confront somebody my young little self what if they had a gun what if they were nuts like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like what mm-hmm. if they punched me like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more I feel important. like somebody who's gonna take a shopping cart full of shit and walk out of a store is it. not sane in their brain well, yeah. so you know what I'm saying so they're not they're not in sound mind so yeah. like I wouldn't want to confront them either exactly. and I know like where I was that was a role too like you don't you there was ways that you try to stop it, but you don't say it. No. Like you can, they wanted you to constantly be around that person asking if they need help. Can they help them find uh-huh. something else? If you saw them looking at a certain product, you were supposed to try to upsell them to a product that's linked to that product. This way they knew you that's saw right. them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but not allowed to approach them. And then they gave us reasons why. And listen, I'm glad because yeah. first of all, I don't like confrontation. Second of all, no. I don't want my ass kicked. No. I don't want I don't want to be beat down, shot up, stabbed. No. I don't want any it's of not that. Worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I absolutely respect that. However, um Wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's hard because like even like the damaged products thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like why are they getting rid of all of these clothes? We don't know why. I'm sure there's laws in certain states that maybe make corporate like destroy the product make, mm-hmm. like things like that but it's still wrong like things should still change you should still be able to donate a piece of clothing like what like is the fucking cotton poisoned if you wear it like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what's wrong with a piece of clothing it's not like food mm-hmm. so like in my opinion i think that things should be donated but i do understand that there's probably some sort of laws and things like that where like they're kind of obligated to do certain things in in getting rid of products because of like FDA standards or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah, stuff that are beyond, beyond what we mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we've had situations like where we used to work and stuff. And yeah, we don't like, know if like the plastic is toxic or right. things like that. Right. Yeah. But damn. It's still, things should still be donated way more than they are with companies wasting things for sure. Even like the Panera girl who wrote in and said like, they Bagels donate, but they, they have to throw everything out if not donate. And I know I've mentioned before with my bagel store too, I used to, at the end of the day, have to throw away my bagels. I would give them to neighbors, but everybody only eventually so much gets do. tired of bagels. Yeah. But everywhere, when I first started and I would saw how much waste, um, I used to call around to everywhere. And it was like, unless you can have it dropped off by a certain time, right. you had nobody to pick them up. It yeah. was... And it would kill me every day. I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it sucks. Like, outside looking in, like, why wouldn't they do this? Why wouldn't they donate? Why wouldn't they do this? And it's like, you don't know, like, what they're trying to do and what the laws are and things like that. Like, you can't judge from the outside looking in because you really never know with Mm -hmm. companies, like, rules. Like, they could get in a lot of trouble or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, even like you said, like, eventually nobody wants an old Navy (laughs) t-shirt, you know? Like, I mean, clothes are always, it's different, but... 
Yeah, eventually there's only so much that you can do. But they, she said they sometimes donated or no? She said that she'd sometimes take them. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like people are strict of like when you can drop things off and how much you can drop off and things like that. So it becomes like sometimes you just can't. You just can't. Yeah. That stinks. I know. But you can't judge. I was listening to a podcast too. This um, girl that I watch on YouTube, she started a company, a clothing company. Mm-hmm. And on her podcast, she's like, you know, I always used to look at other clothing companies and be like, why wouldn't they be like super size inclusive? Why wouldn't they do this? Why wouldn't they do that? And she's like, I wanted to do, I'm talking about Alicia Marie, if you guys are familiar, I don't know. She's like, I wanted to do on my clothing website where if you click on the size small, if you click on large, if you click on 2XL, that a picture of a model wearing that size would pop up. She's mm-hmm. like, why have clothing companies? Like, never, like, why is this not a thing? Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't remember if she said like ordering the product or getting that feature on the website. She's like, it was an extra 15 grand just to have that feature. She's like, so for so many years, I've looked at other clone companies like, oh, and if I make one, it's going to be worldwide. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And she's like, there, you can't judge people on shit like that because there's so much that goes into it of like costs and like, like time and work and whatever. And it's like, you can judge companies all you want, but like try doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not an easy task. And she's like, even something simple like that, like clicking on the size and the model pops up wearing that size. She's like, we couldn't do it right away. She's like, maybe down the line I can, but like little things. She's like, now I have such a different appreciation for like small businesses and things like that. It's um, re- somewhat relatable. I had years and years and years and years ago, my ex-brother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, and my ex-husband, they went into business. They bought a convenience store. Okay. And my ex-brother-in-law was, I get his mindset, but he wanted to have never, like my big thing, his big rule for me was when somebody wants something, if we don't have it, write it down because I'll get it. Right. Oh, okay. So if somebody came in and said, like, do we have toilet paper? And I'd show them where the toilet paper is. Oh, you don't carry Scott's? I would have to write down Scott's. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're not a a convenience store is you're going to grab out of convenience. That's why it's called a convenience store. That's true, yeah. And that was his biggest problem. And he would never. He didn't get it. He would never listen to me because I was just me, you know. But I was like, no, people are, you don't need to have Prego and Ragu and this brand and that brand. No, you just need to carry one. And people, when they're desperate, they're going to buy whatever it is. You don't need to carry. And I think that a lot of things until you're there. Like, I think he finally maybe eventually got it. Yeah. But it's, like, easy to say, oh, I want to accommodate everybody. Exactly. And I want to make everybody happy. And it's, like, no, because now... You're not you a big know? box retailer. Exactly. You're a convenience store. Exactly. And it's, like, but even, like, what you were saying with um, with the girl with the model and having that... It's, like, now she also would have to size and have it in every color and have every size. Have all the size. samples. And this, yeah, and it's, like... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Would it and be nice? Yeah. Sure. In an ideal world. Yeah. And maybe eventually, like you said, she said maybe eventually that's something that they would be able to do. But yeah. it's so easy to judge, judge when you don't know. You're like, so. why isn't your packaging eco-friendly? Why don't you have size inclusive? Why aren't you shipping worldwide? Why aren't you doing this? And it's like, dude. I want to do that all. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Everybody does. But, but yeah, yeah. I know. Totally. It's crazy. It's it's interesting when you hear perspectives like that because mm-hmm. I thought that way too and literally until I heard her say that, I'm like, why wouldn't brands do this? Why wouldn't they do that? That's such a good idea. And it's like, uh-huh. sometimes you can't. And that's that's where I love, like even not about that because I've never been in, you know, I don't shop for me. <laughs> I don't shop for clothes. But something that might like say trigger me, mm-hmm. I right away will go Google it. You know, like, I'm Google queen. I love Google. I love trying to find out facts. Like, why wouldn't they? Like, even that bug. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many search searches yesterday I had on my bug. That bug. I just, I don't know. I think people need to start doing that a little more rather than quickly yeah. 
be so quick to judge. Mm-hmm. Here, people, listen to me, okay? Just listen. Yeah, Don't be so quick to judge. Sometimes people can't invest in you the eco-friendly packaging or whatever. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Maybe eventually they can. You yeah. know, maybe people's intentions are there and the money is not. Or maybe yeah. the idea is there and the, the reality is not, you know? Yeah. So don't be so quick to judge people. Like, try know. to, A, walk in their shoes. B, educate yourself a little more about it before mm-hmm. you're so quick to judge, you know? Because yeah. you don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Just be kind. Just be kind. Oh, funny story, real quick. Wait, so, we have to go. Oh, damn it. Okay. What is it? I was just going to say, I wore this shirt the other day. Uh-huh. It says, more hope, more humanity, uh-huh. more acceptance, more love. Uh-huh. And there was a homeless guy outside, and uh-huh. he was like, oh, my God, love your shirt. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then when I had come out where I was, he was out there dancing because somebody had their loud music on. Yeah. And he was like, you need to add, add more dancing. Because oh, he, he just made me an Evers night because he was oh. just so cute. His innocence, his love. He was like, that's what we all need. I'm like, yes. Oh, I but love yeah. It. So maybe dance more too, people. Dance more. Dance more. Be I happy. love dancing. Dancing makes you put a smile on your face. Okay. We okay. gotta go. Okay, we gotta go. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you want to, $2.99 down below. You can also go ahead down below. And what was it? I forgot. Uh, send your emails agamalpodcast at gmail.com A-G-A-H-M-I-L if you send any questions send any questions that's request suggestions and suggestions suggestions go ahead and send it to our email you can also follow us on Instagram hit the email button and send it right then and there and send your emails about your awkward proposal stories we want them yes put it in the subject line yes <gasps> okay, okay love, love you bye, bye.